The Old Testament reading for the Wednesday of Invocabit is from the book of the Exodus, the 24th chapter. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone, and the law and the commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the twelfth chapter. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. O Lord, have mercy upon us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Jesus says, Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. He also says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. The preacher is to practice what he preaches. He must not be found wanting. He is bound by the very words with which he binds, and should he not be, neither are those who hear. The impatience of those who, claiming family as their authority, demand audience with Jesus, comes to a head with the devotion of the Messiah to his Lord, his God, his Father in heaven. There is none worth loving more than God. The Christian who has not learned this has not yet begun to be a Christian. Jesus loves his mother. Jesus loves his guardian. Jesus loves his cousins. But none of them is loved by him more than his Father in heaven. It is the love he has for his Father that he loves his mother, his guardian, and his cousins. Apart from that love, he does not and is not able to love truly. All who follow Christ, all who have been baptized into Christ, face the same dilemma. You love many, but only because you love one, one God, the Father Almighty, the only begotten Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, one Trinity. You love others because you love God, and you love God because you have been loved by God. To love man without loving God is not love. It is idolatry. Jesus loves his mother, his guardian, and his cousins, but he cannot love them more than him who is love. He must practice what he preaches. He must confess in deed as well as word the meaning of love, the meaning of father, mother, and brothers, and the meaning of faith. The beloved may be beloved, but should they ever, even in the smallest ways, impede your sight of God, you must either remove that plank or remove that eye, for your sight is impeded, and with it your life. The guilt trips ought not be given, and if given, must prove ineffective. Where there is no sin, there can be no guilt. It is only God who can root out guilt. But we are your cousins. I am your mother. I wish to speak with you. Blood is thicker than water, Jesus. Send the multitudes away so that we may speak with you. It is presumptuous to think that the relationship and her hierarchy extends beyond matters earthly, as presumptuous, in fact, 
as asserting that because you are a child of Abraham, you are not in bondage and therefore have no need of a savior. The titles that describe earthly relationships are to be subservient to the reality of their spiritual counterparts. One cannot obey Caesar when Caesar goes against God. One cannot follow the politician who journeys away from Scripture. One cannot love his blood relatives or devote himself to them more than he loves and devotes himself to his God. St. Paul writes, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What is worth more, being a son of Adam or being a son of God? Jesus indicates that being a son of God is worth much more, enough, in fact, to stake a life. When the world calls, why do you listen? If blood pulls you away from God, why do you follow? Who said not to talk about religion? For God's sake, literally, talk about it and find out who your brothers really are. Blood is thicker than water for the mortal, but for the immortal in Christ, blood and water together are thicker than the ash and dust of the sinner's mortality. Who are Jesus' true brothers? Who is his true mother? Those with whom he is united in flesh and in spirit in the love of God. What else matters? Who are your true brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers? One body. One Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One Son extending sonship infinitely to all who believe on him. Many members, many brothers, one father and one mother, Mother Church, all united first in the love of God. Do the will of your Father, dear brothers. Follow his way. Dear sisters, mother is calling, dear children, and she wants her children here. Whoever is here are your brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, and all the true children of Abraham. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen.